coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? Happy Tuesday. It's old school. Jay Foreman, DP, Austin Orman. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Nice and sunny outside, so we're going to try to keep that vibe going. Uh, the day after uh, national championship for the UConn Huskies. Uh, DP in the crossover uh, with Strick talked about the UFC. We had Sip reporting in from practice. The, the sights and sounds and the, the rumor mill for uh, – what possibly is going to be coming down the pipe for Nebraska in the in the, in the fall in the future, and so forth and so on. A lot of stuff going on, even though it's the spring. You got Major League Baseball. You got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of headlines. You got the Masters this week. I uh, got still still getting the uh, <laughs> you know Caitlin Clark and uh, Reese you know nonsense going on as you got people from bar stools uh, expressing their ignorance. But uh, it's all good in the hood. Um, I think the first thing, you know, DP, we obviously got to jump into the national championship game. Um, you know, I, I think from early on, uh, UConn, you know, Dan, you know, Coach Hurley said they should have been up by 20 at halftime. Maybe that was probably a little bit much, but I think their length, um, their length in real life, I think really stymied San Diego State's offense. I think they went, what, 10, 11 minutes and didn't make a field goal. Um, right there, when you even even though UConn in, in, was struggling a little bit from the field because San Diego State is a heck of a defensive team themselves, when you're not able to put the the, the ball in the hoop, it, it's uh, a deflating type of game. And they were missing some easy shots or some bunnies. They were, you know, one thing I noticed about them is they were looking for the perfect shot. Instead of driving into the hole and getting into the chest of the bigger guys, like you you know normally would like to see, they were jump stopping and trying to be a, like a guarantee to make the shot. And then what happened? The results were uh, they looked a little choppy or a lot choppy, and you saw a lot of shots just graze the front of the rim. And those are shots that normally you think against, say, like a Creighton, um, obviously against you know Florida Atlantic, we're going in. But those are shots that you need when you're facing a team like UConn that have been the most dominant team in, in the in the tournament. But a team like UConn that has that type of length and width and size and speed. Because if you're able to get those type of shots going, it makes the outside shots easier. It gives you more spacing. But UConn was able to pack in the lane. One thing I, I wish they would have done if they if they could have took a little bit of the Fred Hoiberg, Nebraska type of mentality, especially with their with their lineup, have a point forward like a Derek Walker. They have that capability or had that capability to bring those big guys out, get them in foul trouble, and get downhill in the secondary break um, instances or whatever. And that, I think, would have helped them. But, you know, ultimately, UConn or them dudes. 
I I looked at it. It was we had their friends and family around the around the the San Diego State program. And Jay, you've probably done the Austin. You've probably done this as well as coaches. Sometimes you will ask the players when you're kind of fifty fifty on your approach, right? That you'll ask the players, okay, we can do this or we can do this. What do you guys feel most comfortable with? And sometimes they'll give me the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 feeling for San Diego State was that the only way this team we're going to struggle is if we don't hit our shots. But they thought they could get the shots they wanted, Man. and that they would go down. Well, it's what I said yesterday. If they shoot poorly, it's a tough night. Like there's no yeah, other way. Well, they shot poorly, and then they shot poorly for a long, long time. time. They and didn't have the slump breaker shot here's what the problem i had with san diego state and this is i want to give all the credit to uconn number one uconn in the tournament nobody is shot as a team over 35 percent in a game so i'll let you know they 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 were they were they did not discriminate against who they were locking locking up they were playing some defense and that's where the offense came from and they have not they went nine deep but the thing i i didn't like about san diego state was at the beginning of the game, they were more wide open, right? More one or two passes, get a good shot, if not move the ball. And they were getting shots after the third or fourth pass, and they were right there with them. I, hit the, I think they hit the first four, four or five shots or what, four or five or five or six. What they were trying to do, which especially and this is in the run, DP, when they didn't score for like 11 minutes or whatever it was, is they kept trying to play with their back to the basket against two behemoths in there and it's not just those two okay everybody knows about the big two big guys they have but then they are six eight six nine at the forward six six and six seven on the wings there is nowhere for you to go so even if you get past your primary defender you're running into the oak trees you're in there like the black forest over there in germany so i just think that i i, I mean obviously when watching the game i thought san diego state's gonna have to play close to their best game to win. Even their coach said it. Yeah. I just didn't I I would have liked to seen more adjustments. I would like to see them try something else because their defense allowed them to keep it somewhat close at halftime. Allowed them to do, you know, some things coming out of halftime. But UConn's depth in shooting and their pin downs and their rubs and the stuff to pound you in the middle pound you in the middle, offensive rebound, and then hit open shots was always going to keep them the lead. So you have to do something different. Now, they did come back and get within six. What did UConn do? Right back to what they do right well. Right back what they do well. Going right back to what, they're, what, they're, what they did was in the in, uh, inside-out game, hit the threes, dagger in the heart, so forth and so on. Very well-coached team, tough team, physical. Um, scoring was spread out. Led by their defense, low turnovers, um, uh, they they were obviously the best team, and that's and that's coming after struggling in the Big East. But I think the Big East got them ready uh, because there's a variety of Big East teams that play differently. What did we miss about UConn? So before the before the tournament started, right? Well, they lost barely to Marquette, though. So I mean, you know, if Marquette goes and you know goes farther in the Big East tournament, I mean, you win by one point. I mean, there's no, I mean, that's right? Just like, one, what that's did we miss? Production. Like, we, we didn't, we didn't deem them or dub them 
top five at, at, oh. at right? Oh, no, you're wrong. Here's why. They, well, here's, here's the thing. They came out the box 14 and 0. Uh-huh. And then they had the oops. January. We, yeah. January was bad. Oops. We, we, right? we're like it wasn't our, enough, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they came off 14 and 0, start feeling themselves, got into league play mm-hmm. where teams know each other. And you're, you know, whether it's Marquette, Creighton, all the other biggies, they all have a seven footer and they're physical. Yeah. So they know each other. So you're not able to kind of get off like you are in the tournament. But what they did was kind of just hold their head above water, you know, through there, get into the Big East tournament, actually play well, end up losing to Marquette. And then they went back, and I think, you know, really, to be honest, here's a good analogy, um, since it's the Masters week. Tiger Woods played in the uh, match play event the year that he won the Masters. Mm -hmm. I think he was – if there ever was a look on Tiger's face, he was okay when he lost his semifinal match because he learned enough about himself and his game that he knew he was ready. And he didn't need an extra, was it uh, 36, uh, 54 holes or whatever it would be to do it. He already got it. What he did was more rest, get on the plane, get your, get your game plan together, practice for a week, show up, and he won the Masters. I think with UConn, even though they would have liked to win every single game, they proved to themselves that if they played a certain way, nobody could beat them. Now, they end up losing but it gave confidence to the team and the coaching staff of, okay, we're playing back to UConn basketball, our identity. We're going to be hell on wheels. And they got a great draw too. Were they, was, is UConn better offensively or defensively? Who do you, who do you give that credit to, right? Defensively. Okay. That, that size and that length. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, tough, 32 right? is seven foot two, 285 pounds. And he looks like he's 220. And can move. And can move. So it's going to be hard to keep him up in stores. I think the offense gets the headlines. I think they were underrated defensively because of their length and positional size. According to our friend Ken Pomeroy, yeah. uh, UConn was the third rated offense in the mm. seventh rated defense. Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure like what the identity of UConn is or was. And that's probably why they win the national championship is that you don't have a thing that you can focus on. And they don't have – the player like Miller at Alabama, or at Alabama, they don't have Timmy, you know, they don't have that. But get, get, but but I'm saying is, is it like I guess the best thing that happened to him, DP, is what I'm saying, and, and DP and Austin before we go to break is, in some ways they peaked early, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, what happens with teams, they peak early and then they're done. Well, what they did was they peaked. I wouldn't even say that they came out out the box really, really strong. Went through the the rapids, right? Yep. Which, you know, sometimes you can say, hey, you know, you know, there's a couple good losses are good losses. Learned from it. Drew back on what they did well at the beginning of the season. Really did a really good job of self-scouting and evaluation during those rocky periods. Really probably came into the Big East. They went into the I, – I think when I listened to Coach Hurley last night, they went into the Big East tournament with a with – a, with the with the big tournament mentality, and so then they kind of got a pre NCAA tournament against the best competition and harder competition, you know, game in and game out because you're playing with less rest against teams that know you, with the big tournament mentality, and then once now they they got they play every other day rest every other day rest against teams that don't know them, 
and they're not used to seeing that size, it, it actually, and then you get a little bit lower seed, so you can kind of come in, you know, it kind of worked out, it worked out really well for them. It's like, the, it's no different in football. Where you get, you know, team that, you know, goes through the wild card round and they're the hottest team. Mm -hmm. They don't ever want to stop playing, right. but they get hot at the right time. The team that gets the home field advantage, Dukey's on their leg, man. So that's the way it is. You got to give it up to UConn. They're going to be tough next year, so everybody better go back to the drawing board, whether it's the transfer portal or uh, the recruitment trail. So old school, Jay Foreman, uh, DP, Austin. We're going to go for a quick break, pay some bills, come back, and we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Steve Sippleism. And uh, I'm going to ask DP what he saw today, uh, good, bad, and different in practice. We're going to dig into that, and then uh, we're going to do a little Masters talk as well. Jay Foreman, DP, we'll be back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 